No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mendel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. A scoreless first period was not an omen regarding how the rest of the contest would go. Winnipeg Jets and New Jersey Devils light up the scoreboard. Nine goals in total. A 6-3 Winnipeg Jets victory. We break it down next with the Illegal Curve postgame show. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve postgame show. Dave Manouk's in the top right. Ezra Ginsberg lamenting the loss sustained at the hands of, uh, uh, lamenting the loss of his beloved New Jersey Devils is in the bottom middle. And I'm your host, Drew Mandel, here to discuss tonight's 6-3 Jets victory. Seven goals last year against when the Jets and Devils played in Winnipeg. Six goals tonight. The Jets seem to like playing against the Devils on home ice. Nice to see both you gentlemen on this Tuesday evening. How are things? What's up, boys? I thought you were going to at least acknowledge the original Illegal Curve toque that I'm wearing. This is like circa 2007 or 2008. This was like before we even had the radio show on Kick FM, Drew. But I guess I'm going to have to, you know, do a little Barry Horowitz, uh, pat myself on the back for digging this toque out. But uh, yeah, the first period was looking, you know, more like the 1999 New Jersey Devils. Like <laughs> I was getting pretty excited, boys. I was like in a you know, start, uh, you know, referencing Jay Pandolfo and Sergey Breelin, maybe throw in a Jamie Langenbrunner just for fun. But yeah, obviously, you know, uh, there was a bit of a goal explosion in, in the second period. And, you know, we'll get into the goals in the Betway game recap, but that's been the issue, uh, you know, in addition to missing Jack Hughes and, and Nico Hischier, obviously, their yeah. top two centers, but the goaltending has been suspect. Like Akira Schmidt obviously had the great run in the playoffs last year, right? We all remember... You know, the Devils beat the Rangers in the first round. As a Devils fan, I always have to bring that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I don't th I don't think anybody's going to blame Akira Schmid on, on you know, all these goals. Like, you know, there were a couple ones that I think he would like to have back. But yeah, give the Jets credit, right? The Devils fought and tied it up in the second period. But after they went up 3-2, they really never looked back, Dave. No, you're right, Az. And it's, it was an interesting start to the game because we saw Logan Stanley on the mm -hmm. ice for a warm-up. So, uh, you know, I noticed him there while I was sitting watching warm-up skate, and I thought to myself, well, this is unusual. And, and it was noted that he had, didn't stay on for extra time this morning. And I will say, like I said, I did notice David Gustafson just seemed a little bit, I don't know what the word is. Like, I didn't really make a big um, statement as to it because i was like okay well he almost ran into a couple of guys during the during the warm-up and i was like oh well that's a little unusual it's almost like he was slightly off and then they of course decide to go 11 and 7 so my suspicion is that gustafson was dealing with something i don't think they chose to go 11 and 7 and had him dress as well i suspect mm -hmm. what we'll find out we'll wait to find out from uh, associate coach scott arneal which of course you'll be able to watch on our youtube channel after this show of course but um, my suspicion would be, and we'll maybe be able to bring that to you uh, from some of the comments that are tweeted out from the Matt Frost Media Center, that he obviously might be dealing with something minor. And then, of course, they brought Logan Stanley just in case, because uh, someone once someone suggested that maybe they were doing it to get him a game. But 
Again, I don't think you bring Gustafson onto the ice if that was your intention to go 11 and seven, unless you're trying to do pull a little subterfuge on the Devils. But well, and also, me, how, how many times have we seen the Jets go 11 and seven in recent memory, right, boys? Like, we yeah. haven't seen it a lot. No, you're right, Ezzy. And, and so it was, and, and, and by 11 and seven, eventually it became 10 and seven. But uh, so an unfortunate game for them to do that to make that mm-hmm. choice. But yeah, obviously something it was, was almost nine and seven with Nemestikov. That's honestly. yeah, when he got crunched. So I, I suspect we'll we'll hear what what was uh, you know something might have been bothering David Gustafson for the reason why he was. I mean, obviously not too significant because he did take the skate. So he was obviously a game time decision. And uh, we'll see what happens. You know, the Moose are heading out on the road. So I suspect uh, after tomorrow. So I suspect uh, if there'll be a recall, especially with Rasmus Kupari uh, leaving the game and not returning, they're going to need to recall at least one, maybe two guys from the Moose. But uh, we'll see what happens there, of course, over the next couple of days. But yeah, unfortunate for the for David Gustafson because he had been playing well and uh, he gets uh, he gets the late scratch and Logan Stanley gets just his second game of the year. So uh, Big Stan is in uh, was in the lineup for... Uh, just the second time this season. Yeah, you know, and I thought Logan Stanley played fine for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. You know, 11-7 and seven is always a little bit awkward, always mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, you know, can cause some confusion, can cause some a little bit of, uh, not difficulty necessarily, but just it might take a little bit of getting used to, getting into that flow, having that seventh defenseman, you know, in the Jets' case, having that 11th forward, uh, or, you know, only 11 forwards, only 10 forwards after Kupari left the game. Uh, but I thought, you know, Logan Stanley, I thought, you know, certainly acquitted himself fine. Um, you know, he, you know, he actually laid a body check. If I recall correctly, yeah, there was a significant body check and because people think that he's physical when he's not really, despite his size, uh, I thought Logan Stanley played a fine game for the Winnipeg Jets. You know, this was a entertaining contest, a bit of a slow start. You know, the first 10 minutes were a bit of a, uh, you know, a feeling out period, but you would expect that these two teams would play an exciting game. These are two teams that have, you know, dripping with talent, dripping with skill. And I say that knowing full well that the Devils are without Nico Hishier. They're without Jack Hughes. So just imagine how much more talented they would be. They still have a ton of young talent. We know the Jets have some offensive firepower. Uh, and so I'm, I'm not surprised that, didn't, that, it, that it ended up being a higher scoring game, but it certainly took, you know, a good five, 10 minutes, I thought, before I really, uh, got into the flow of things, Mr. Ginsburg. Yeah, well, I, I was talking about the goaltending earlier. Like, all you have to do is look at the save percentage and the goals against for the Devils. Like, their goal differential and the Jets' goal differential, I think, was off by, like, one. Like, it was, like, plus two or, or plus one or something like that. That has been the, the Devils' biggest issue this year. And, you know, I was telling Dave, you know, Luke Hughes is, I mean, he's 20 years old. You forget that, right? Or 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And so he's obviously going to be a, a big part of the future. I really like, you know, how John Marino has fit in. Obviously, he got the the devil's second goal. But, I mean, Jonas Siegenthaler and Brendan Smith, I thought, you know, were really exposed tonight. Like, that's been a problem all year for the Devils. Uh, that third pair has not been good. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, Timo Meyer obviously was a huge addition uh, for the Devils last year. Tyler Toffoli has fit in really well. He's leading the Devils in goals. So you're right, Drew. I mean, I, I still think the Devils are at least a year or two away from being kind of a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. And that for you need me... A goalie. Yeah, you, I mean, you want you wonder, you know, looking back at things and you you wonder if, if they're going to have regrets, you know, who knows how hard they went after a guy like Connor Hellebuck in the offseason. You know, obviously that ship has sailed and the Winnipeg Jets will reap the fortune of that. But you, you, you can't they need a goaltender. They're not built uh, to win come playoff time with the current state of their goaltending. And, well, we always you know, talk about this, right? Like, uh, yeah. you know, when it comes to the Jets, uh, you know, since Connor Hellebuck 
you know, has basically entered the NHL. This hasn't been the case because the Jets have had one of the better goalies in the league. Mm -hmm. But for most teams, you have to at the very least have average to slightly above average goaltending. And the Devils just haven't had that this year. And Vitek Vanacek, I think, you know, we've seen enough from him that he's most likely a backup, his ceiling at the NHL level. And Akira Schmidt is only 23 years old, right? He, you know, had the, the great run last year, as I mentioned, you know, for the Devils getting to the second round. But, you know, clearly, I mean, this is a guy who's still finding his game at 23 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, Schmidt's uh, ceiling is definitely higher than Vanacek, but you're right. Until the goaltending gets better, that's what we're going to see. And I was telling Dave, like, the, you know, the Devils, you know, had an embarrassing loss to the Colorado Avalanche last week, and that's three losses in a row. And I believe their next game's in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken, or Washington. Pittsburgh, Dave M's giving me the thumbs up. And I think they're saying that Jack Hughes might join them because I think mm-hmm. that's the last game of the road trip or the second last game of the road trip. Uh, I don't think Jack Hughes is going to play on Thursday night. But the the reality is that, I mean, those are your top two centers. Like Mikey McLeod centering the top line, and he's usually on your third line, right? So, but, you know, give the Jets credit, though. I mean, you, you know, the mm-hmm. Devils still put up a fight. And as we talked about, the game was tied in the second period. Uh, so you know, give the Jets credit for fighting through some of that adversity in the second period. Well, I think what you have to give credit for, Dave, is that the Jets, you know, they, you know, they punched the Devils, you know, taking the two nothing lead, and we'll get into the specifics of each goal uh, mm-hmm. during the Betway game recap coming up here in a couple of minutes. And then the Devils, you know, gave them a, a good solid right shot back, tying the game yeah. up at two with those two quick goals, and the Jets didn't blink. You know, the, you know, they, they, they responded to getting punched in the jaw by punching right back again. And then, mm-hmm. of course, literally punching back when the third period began and some of the and some of the fisticuffs that we saw in that third period. But the Jets really, you know, they, they took a blow and, and they came right back. And I think that you have to love that. There was no sag in their game. Uh, there was no, you know, sort of head down. Woe is me. Uh, yeah. f- you know, after the Devils tied the game. And that's during that second period flurry. I think the Jets were feeling good about themselves because when they took that first penalty in the first period, they killed mm-hmm. it without giving up a shot. They're like, well, this is the best power play in the NHL and we're handling them. Well, they learned later on in the game that that power play is pretty damn lethal, uh, yeah. even without the two players, of course, that as he's mentioned. And and New, and New Jersey had a bit of an unusual schedule, as Izzy just touched on, right? You had the game against the Capitals and then on Friday, then you have a game today in Winnipeg. So they flew to Winnipeg on Monday, mm-hmm. play in Winnipeg. And now I don't think they play again until either Thursday or Friday in Pittsburgh. So really unusual for, for New Jersey to be, uh, there's just the one-offs where you fly, you know, uh, not yeah. way around the yeah. continent. Yeah. You, go, so, you, you know, go from Washington to, you know, I don't know if anyone's at least they're going to map. Western Pennsylvania, not Eastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> not sure. I'm not sure if anyone's looked at the, looked at a map, but you're going from New Jersey, you're going Southeast to, to Washington to Northwest to Winnipeg, and then back to Southeast to, to Pittsburgh. You're right. That's it such is a good a diff- line there. And I was muted. Oh yeah. well, you were muted. So then, you what know, was your line, Big Daddy? I was going to say, was gonna say Drew's not an air traffic controller, but he'll take a look. <laughs> it would, it, you know, it would have been a better line if you had say, said it initially. It sort of loses a little exactly. bit. Exactly. That's why I, I look down. I'm like, damn, muted. But you know what? I mean, again, it, it goes to look. You look at the power play, you know, situation. Two all. Two, both mm-hmm. teams had two power play goals. Now, obviously, you don't want to give up two power play goals a game. That's not necessarily a long term recipe for success. But it does seem like if you're the Winnipeg Jets, if you're able to at least play your opponents to equal when it comes to the special teams, you're going to be able to score at five on five. Now, this is one of the rare games. If you look into some of the, uh, I agree the, with Kim. The, 
These guys are NHL players. They can no, no, I, they can deal I, with time zones and travel. I'm not. I'm not. Believe me. I'm not. I'm not lamenting it for them. I'm just saying that I just thought it was an interesting, you know, oh, scheduling you're quirk. You're definitely lamenting. Uh, no lament. No lament. The point is, I thought it was an interesting quirk. And uh, look, I, I think overall, this is from a Jets team that you know didn't play their best game against Dallas on Saturday, but you know, and and could have had a point in that one. Didn't, of course. Four out of their last five, right? You've now tied Colorado. We always talk about banking points. Yeah. You banked another two, and that's that's significant for the Jets, who, you know, continue. They they had that little bit of a, you know, again, they weren't getting the points. Now they they do. What is this now? Nine of the last ten, I think. True, they've got points in. So, uh, and what is it? What is the biggest difference? The second line. We talked whatever, however you want to number your lines. Remember Pascal sure. Vincent, the old Moose coach. Now, of course, Columbus coach always said, "Oh, I don't have lines." So, but we do. And the second line, uh, as we call it, is wasn't producing. And now, as as some folks, and most especially uh, Phyllis, who's in charge of the Nikolai Ehlers fan club, uh, she must be happy because Nikolai was not only was he getting it done with his uh, with his uh, hands, as he, but he was well, he was getting it done with his hands in all in all areas in standing up for his teammates, which mm-hmm. of course we'll talk about during the recap. And that's going to go a long way, I suspect. Okay, before his- we get into the recap, can we also? Dave and I were talking about this watching the game here in the third period. Like, how does the referee... It's insane. How does He's the standing referee, right and there I know, staring and just, at it. And I'm not just saying this to get Drew going, because Drew was <laughs> a very good floor hockey referee back in his day. Hey, but I, I was but an ice... Hey, hey, He's hey, standing hey, there. I was an ice hockey referee before I was a floor hockey referee. Scouting Sorry, the refs. I mean, you were more... You had a higher profile when you were refereeing the Jewish Students Association <laughs> floor hockey league. I believe we were co, co-commissioners co one year. We were. Uh, I think I might have even shown up half the time, but... Those, um, those who those who can do, those who can't officiate is, I think, what the, my slogan is. <laughs> no, hey, I, you, you know, I work at Hockey Manitoba, so I appreciate all the officials. I think we have, like, we're up to, like, 1,800 now. So I appreciate everybody that officiates across our beautiful province, but... Uh, no, let's get back to that though. Like the referee, yeah, sorry, I forget who the ref was tonight. He's was, standing there. I mean, that's that's that that is textbook boarding from Brendan yeah, Smith yeah. on Nemesnikov. It's ridiculous. I actually said to Dave, I don't even know if they're going to give uh, Brendan Smith a penalty on that play, but like it was kind of ridiculous. Like Brendan Smith is fifty or sixty pounds more than Nemesnikov. Like mm-hmm. there's a big size difference. But I agree with Dave too. Like good on Ehlers for uh, uh, stepping up there. Because that's that's a, a big you know step up in weight class. Well, you know, and he didn't blink about it. The referees in tonight's game, were, by the way, were Furman South and Chris Schlenker. Comment from James Robinson. Uh, that was a funny comment from James Robinson. For those on the podcast, he wants to know if I ref floor hockey from a lawn chair. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I think I did. Uh, you know, that might get <laughs> a toque. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, they weren't Not paying this me tuke, enough but to a tough run. Duck yeah, they weren't paying me enough to run uh, run fast uh, at that point in time. But look, I, I don't understand it for the life of me, Dave. The officials were—I mean, he was staring at it. It couldn't be—it it was textbook boarding. He was I mean, five feet away. I—I I, I was like, you know. And then all of a sudden, okay, so you don't make the initial call, and then Ehlers comes in, and you—you know—in order to not you, you give him a cross-checking penalty, even though there was no cross-check involved, yeah. he just came in and dropped his gloves immediately. Like nothing about that sequence left anybody watching that game with confidence that the officials knew what they were doing. No, I mean, again, we're not, we're not here with, you know, jets colored glasses on our eyes right now because I don't even wear glasses, Drew. But the fact is that that was a textbook in the numbers cross check. And and like, as you said, there's a big size disparity between Smith and Nemesnikov, but But uh, at the end of the day, boarding is boarding. Oh, for sure. I mean, again, it it is. And and then, and the funniest part is, 
they called it boarding after the fact because yeah. his hand didn't go up. Now, I don't Ooh. know if the back referee made that call, but I mean, there's no excuse for the ref who is five feet away watching the play. You can't, what did you say? I was watching the puck. I didn't see it. Like, come on. That's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it really is embarrassing to, to miss that. And then, yeah, of course, Ehlers comes to his teammates defense and good on him. And that's the kind of like the one thing about Nikolai Ehlers, again, we always laugh about it, but he always seems to take on the biggest guys like Jamie Ben uh, Smith. Like, I, I don't remember who else, who else. Oh, gets laugh. Like he always fights big guys. Like it's very funny how he gets into, I guess everybody's really bigger than Nikolai Ehlers is probably. I'm the, telling uh, you though, Dave, it's, he's so agile on his skates. Like Ehlers is a light guy. Like what is he? 170 pounds or something. Sure. Uh, but he's, he's so strong on his skates that like, it, it's, it's, it's actually kind of interesting to watch him fight. Like he obviously Brendan Smith, like, you know, won that fight. Like we'll have to wait for hockeyfights.com to, you know, they do their little, you know, who won the fight, but I, I don't think anybody cares. The reality is good on Ehlers for stepping up for Nemestikov, yeah. you know, yeah, like he doesn't way. have to do that. And obviously, no. you know, Scott Arneal and, you know, Brad Lauer and Marty Johnson, they're probably on the bench, you know, just thinking to themselves like, what are you doing? Don't get injured. We need yeah. those hands to score well, those goals. They're, think they're thinking, go, don't get injured. But the, at the same time, they're sure. also thinking this is the kind of camaraderie and, uh, yeah. and, and the kind of team we want, we want to see. That's how you compete, Drew. Well, think about it. In Toronto, when, uh, you know, and not to bring it, but, you know, last week when. Always about the least ago, you, Mendel. But when, when Liljegren goes down uh, on the Marchand, the questionable yeah. Marchand hit, and then nobody was, uh, steps up to take on Marchand, and then it's a talking point for the next three weeks or whatever, or however long it was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, in Toronto. So, I mean, you know, this one, at least there was no blinking of an eye. The Jets immediately responded and reacted as they yeah. should have in that in that instance. Yeah, no, you're right, Drew. And that's one of those things again it's about that's about camaraderie it's about team mm -hmm. building and to me that goes that's going to go a long way as it's as, as important as and people can say oh fighting is is antiquated and outdated but when you stand up for a teammate when you see a, a hit that you don't like i mean look if there's nothing that's worse and i'm not trying to turn this into a moose thing but nikita chibrikov had a, a big hit which we of course put on our socials so hopefully everybody saw it or even mark shifley's hit to, to bring it to tonight's game which i thought was a totally legitimate hit drew a crowd and you have to answer for it but like this is the type of, of hit you should have to answer for. This is the type of hit that you want this a guy to challenge. This is a bad hit to me that you want to challenge someone for it. So so good on Nikolai Ehlers for, for stepping up for a teammate. Already had the goal. So you know that the, you know he was already feeling good and beautiful pass, of course, by by Cole Bervetti. We'll get into that, obviously, in a little bit. But, yeah, it's one of those very unusual situations, Drew, because you're you're wondering what the hell is the referee thinking? And you just cannot, again, this isn't a Homer situation. This is just inexplicable. You can't watch that game and and see. There's no better angle than the re they showed the pull away and the ref is staring at the, when they're showing the replay. <laughs> the ref is watching it. And you're like, what are you watching and not seeing? And see, again, this is, again, this There's is no where gray it, area there. But this is where, as if refs were accountable, if the refs had to answer questions, it'd be, I'd love to know what the ref is thinking when he watches that play. Because you know, we always hear hockey's a really fast game. There ain't nothing fast about that play. You're watching it. You're seeing it unfold in front of you. And you somehow don't call that penalty, which of course leads to that fight. So anyways. Uh, even I would have made that call from my floor hockey officials lawn chair. That, that, <laughs> yes, that's how blatant go. it was. Let's get into the goal by goal recap. It's the Betway game recap. The Betway Game Recap.
Big thanks to our friends at Betway for their continued support of the Illegal Curve post-game show. With a large selection of betting options and sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds, what are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. Uh, like I said, big thanks to Betway for their continued support. Uh, no no scoring in the first period. Jets uh, had a very good opportunity. Akira Schmidt probably made his best save of the game, uh, denying, if I recall correctly, it was Cole Perfetti in tight on the redirection uh, that is happening in the first period, but uh, not a lot uh, of, of action in that first period as compared to the second and third period. Shots were 9-7 for the Jets after 20 minutes. The Jets do open the scoring 8-0-7 into the second period. It's sort of funny to think that most of these nine goals, the vast majority of these nine goals came in the last 30 minutes of tonight's game. So the first 30 minutes had almost no goals. The last 30 minutes had uh, just, uh, you know, had about nine goals or so. But Drew, you're going to uh, just gloss over the Rasmus Kupari injury that led to no the 10 and... I mean, come on. That happened in the first period. Mindy. It did happen in the first period. Kupari left the game early. Uh, update on him is it's a shoulder injury. And it's I, by the way, be... I called it a shoulder. Well, congratulations, else, doctor. We, well, Weber, Weber said it was a wrist. Somebody yeah. else, I think Mikey McIntyre said it was an arm. And I was with my non-MD up at the press box saying, look like his shoulder. And then someone else said it was his leg. I'm like, what is going on right now? How is everybody seeing everything uh, amiss? So it is a shoulder. Okay, that makes sense. I yeah, guess so it, it, it depends. I, I mean, if it's a separated shoulder or a, a sprain, we'll find out soon. But, I mean, it's it's possible that that's short-term or I guess it could be long-term, right? Like, it's tough to say at this point. Will be reevaluated on Wednesday. Timeline and severity not yet known. Yeah, that courtesy of uh, Jets head coach Scott Arneal via many of our friends in the assembled media who are tweeting the post-game comments. So could still... be Axel Janssen-Fialbi call-up time, Drew. Well, it could be AGF, AJF. It could be Dominic Toninato. He was up here most recently. Yep. But, you know. Uh, Let me tell you, boys, after the last, last two games that the Moose uh, played against Laval, they should go to Norfolk and call them up because nobody was good. Actually, yeah. Jeff Mont was okay. okay, but he got well, suspended for the second game. Shout out to Leon Pinkovich, loyal IC viewer. Yes, there you go. Uh, so the Jets opened the scoring at the 8.07 mark of the second period. Oh, Kyle Drew, Connor. You didn't mention Neil Pyong playing in his 400th NHL game. You're right. I didn't. Kyle Connor gets and his Drew, 12th. you also didn't mention the 50 Devils fans in attendance. You're right. I didn't. Andrew, Connor... you also didn't mention that Nikolai Ehlers, this is a fun fact. Hold on. Fun fact. Let's see how fun you think it is. Nikolai I, Ehlers. I can, I can tell you how fun, how fun I think on. it is. Nikolai Ehlers. You want to have some fun? Nikolai Ehlers moved ahead of Slava Kozlov, the uncle of Vlad Nemesnikov. I didn't know that for, was his uncle. For games played. In uh, for the Jets Thrashers uh, franchise. Fun fact. Also, Drew, <laughs> you didn't mention that we saw each other at kids pickup, and then we saw each other again. Well, we didn't see each other. I saw your daughter at Pan Am Pool. You didn't mention that. You're right. I didn't. All right, Drew. We're we're, we're not. We're, we'll, we'll stop filibustering you. Continue. I know. Drew mentioned well that it was too- Brendan Dillon's birthday on Monday. I know as soon as I start talking, you guys are going to interrupt me again. No, no, so I'm happy now. 33rd I'm, birthday I'm, to Brendan Dillon. I'm, I'm, I'll watch this. I'll mute myself. 
I might kick both of you out of the studios to be on the safe side is what I might do. Uh, Kyle Connor gets his 12th of the year. Thank you very much. Josh Morrissey, his first of four assists tonight, tying the franchise record that has been tied three times in the last like, two weeks. <laughs> it's a hell of a franchise record. Uh, Alex Ayafalo also drawing the assist and the Jets lead one nothing here. Uh, you know, and it's a nice play by Kyle Connor. He gathers up his own rebound uh, he, and he comes in and he's able to just use his speed. Uh, and you know the devils are puck watching and nobody picks him up and he deposits his own rebound uh past akira schmidt to tie it to make it one nothing for the jets as a okay this is no joke though mark shifley almost scored right before that sequence mm-hmm. happened right yes. I, I and i saw it's funny because drew and i obviously weren't at the game well i guess maybe people wouldn't know that drew and i knew that dave m was at the game and you know mikey mcintyre dave like a bunch of people were saying that they thought that was in uh because it was a hell of a shot um but yeah i mean to me this is just kyle connor rocket boost you know activated like Mm -hmm. it's incredible how he decides you know he sees a little bit of open ice he saw everybody kind of turning the other way and then the rocket skates came on and as you mentioned you know he puts it on net gets his own rebound like there was a lot of good stuff happening in the in the devil's zone for the jets there but that was pretty much the kyle connor show there yeah i mean it's you know he he just you know it was good cycle good puck movement and yeah when when after he took his shot he's like a, he's like a uh, you know it's like he took a jumper in basketball he followed up his own rebound and, and gathered his own rebound before the devils could react to the fact that he had gathered up that rebound and put it past schmidt dave it was really what you want to see aggressive play from kyle connor doing what uh, only he can do as of late which is of course you know uh, tying it with his second goal in the game which he gets later he ties mm-hmm. austin matthews uh for the goal scoring lead in the nhl but i don't think connor's count because he's not in Toronto. It's <laughs> a good point. And he is, of course, coming off being the star of the uh of the NHL for last week. But look, I mean, it's interesting. He he didn't have last year, he obviously had a slower year for his by his standard, only 31, only 31 goals. If you couldn't see this because you're listening on the podcast, I put air quotes around that. But the fact is that he is he is well ahead, of course, of, of his mark from last year, and he's you know his his 12 goals at that point drew were uh i think he took him till december 15th 29 games in last year so uh he's he's well ahead of where he was ahead of pace where he was yeah he he is and and look he's he can clearly it's funny because weber today asked him in the morning skate after morning skate you know of you know they say in baseball the the, the the ball looks bigger as you're when you're on a hot streak mm-hmm. and is the net bigger for Kyle Connor. He didn't, he didn't really have an answer for that, but I, I joked with Weber after when he scored, I go, I guess the net is bigger because right now it just seems to be that everything he is, he is shooting and he's shooting a lot more. You know, he's leading the jets in, in shots uh, this season. He had 62 coming into the game. I don't know how many he finished with tonight, but it's just, uh, again, it's just a function of, and I, I thought the Devils misplayed this. You know, the Devils had three forwards all high. They looked like they were trying to get out of the zone. And yeah, as he's right, I we were all kind of like, oh, I thought Mark Shevy scored. Turned out, I think it hit crossbar, came back out, but it was quick. And then Kyle Connor, good on him. You know, determined, found that puck and then buried into the back of the net to give the Jets a one nothing lead. 
Yeah, the Jets make it 2-0 a few minutes later, five minutes and 47 seconds later on the power play. So they've shut down the Devils' power play thus far. Well, the one uh, the one power play opportunity that the Devils had with Ehlers in the box in the first period. Uh, and the Jets make it 2-0. Uh, this is with Cole Perfetti getting his fifth of the year. Talk about another guy who's absolutely on fire as of late and really blossoming into into the young star that we all Seven suspected game he would point become. streak. It's incredible. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. I think I'm going to take back moving Perfetti back to center, Drew. A couple of weeks ago, I was on that train with you, uh, but I'm getting off the train, Drew. I'm getting, there's a stop and I'm taking it. Okay, you can take that stop. Uh, Perfetti, his fifth assist to Kyle Connor and Josh Morrissey. So that's two points for Connor, two points for Morrissey so far. Uh, and it's not a pretty one. This isn't this isn't one that's going to go on the highlight reel. This isn't one that's going to go that no. he's going to gather around the youngins to talk about when he's an old, an elderly grandfather. But they count just the same. Uh, and it's a bit of a knuckler, and it's a bit of a just a floater, and it's it's all got all sorts of sort of ugliness uh, surrounding it, and it deflects off of uh, the Devils' defenseman. In this case, Kevin Ball is involved in this one. Uh, but nonetheless, it's beautiful on the scoreboard, and it's 2-0 for the Jets at this point, Dave. No, I mean, look, it, you're absolutely right. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really make a difference. I mean, the fact is that Perfetti's hot, and, and it's something I he hasn't – he's never done at the pro level. He's never scored four goals, four goals in a four straight games. So for him, uh, he's feeling good about himself. And as, as he just said, he's got a big point streak going. His line is going, and that's what we've said was key to the Jets' success. You know, the – IFL O'Connor and Shifley line, they were going. The Lowry Appleton Niederreiter line was going. But if you didn't have the Mestikov, Ehlers, and Perfetti also picking up the slack and being able to just score and, and contribute, it was going to be a tough thing for the Jets to kind of sustain. Well, now you've got that line going as well, and that's significant. And yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't count in the sense that it's like a, a beautiful goal. It's not a highlight real goal, but he's doing the right thing. He's in the right spot. And you know what? Sometimes those are the ones that that matter. And and yeah, like I said, in the two seasons he played with the Moose, his uh, best was he scored four goals in three games, but he never got that fourth goal. So uh, he's on an impressive streak. And look, again, some of them are you know empty nets, some of them are flubs, some of them are beauties. I mean, it's it's going to be all different types from from Cole Perfetti. But ultimately, you know, like I said, it, he's playing with more confidence, and his and his you can see it. Like he's playing with that. His body is matching his mind, and his mind is elite. Like his mind, his hockey sense is elite, and it's just a function of whether. Hey, were you, you like veering into it. the metaphysical here? Like, wh- like <laughs> what's, what's what's going on with like his mind and his body are in tune? I'm just look, suggesting this was that... the goal. This the, look, the Jets' power play is clicking right, and we've talked yeah. about this. Like when the power play is clicking, you get those types of bounces. Drew's right. I mean, Kevin Ball. You know, everybody knows Don Cherry would always talk about get that stick out of the way. He deflects it, but. This goes under Akira Schmid's arm, like it goes yeah. through yeah. him. It's an yeah, ugly goal. That's, that's it's an ugly goal. But to yeah. Dave's point, Cole Perfetti earned that goal, right? right. Like he puts the puck on net, and I mean, wh- what is he going to not <laughs> not take yeah. that goal? Take it. I, right? I don't want no. the goal anymore. So take I mean, it, it's that. like the Jets' power play is moving the puck quicker, and I think they're not as stationary as they were early in the season. And even though you know Schmid would like to have that one back, um, you know, give give the Jets credit for you know continuing to be red hot on the power play and yeah i mean dave's right perfetti has never i mean like you know he did this in the ontario hockey league and and you know in the american hockey league but you know he his game is really rounding into form it really is and even though nick ehlers i don't think you guys would agree is is quite where you know even though he you know had a great game tonight his game is still not 
you know, at, at peak Ehlers level. So consistency wise, I, exactly. So yeah. once, once Ehlers, you know, gets to where we think he'll be, then yeah, the jets are going to be back to having four great lines. Yeah, they are. And, and, and the thing about Perfetti is this is a player you can see that his confidence is building and he, there's no, you know, again, he, his, as Dave said, you know, and I'm not going to repeat it, you know, you can see the confidence in the game and the brain and everything is beginning to come together for him. And that's absolutely what the Winnipeg Jets uh, want to see. Uh, so two nothing at this point in time. Uh, a few minutes, a few seconds after the goal, though, Dylan DeMello takes an interference penalty, and as he's sitting in the box, the Devils' lethal power play strikes. Timo Meyer getting his fifth of the year assist to Andre Palat and Jesper Bratt, and you just you know Meyer is left alone in the high slot, and the pass comes through the seam, and he makes no mistake. He's an elite goal scorer in this league. He's been an elite goal scorer in this league for a long time, and you know give him that opportunity, and he's going to uh, he's going to take advantage of it, and that's exactly what he does here, Ezzy, to make it two one at the fourteen fifty four mark of the second period. Dave M will back me up here. A guy that I always admired on Tampa Bay that seemed to be just in that second tier after Kucherov and Stamkos and Point was Andre Pilat. And you're absolutely right. Meyer's a sniper, but that's just such a nice sneaky little pass by Pilat in the middle. And I mean, even though the Devils, as Drew mentioned, the Jets killed off, I forget if it was the first or, or the first two. First penalty. Just, no, first, just the yeah. Ehlers. And, they, and the Devils, I don't think, had a shot, did they? No, they On didn't. that first power play, right? But even, even though the Jets you know, prevented them from getting a single shot on net. You could see that there's so much skill out there and that's without Jack Hughes and without Nico Hishier, right? Mm -hmm. So again, I'm a devil's fan. So I'm obviously a little bit biased. I can take the, uh, you know, the Homerism, you know, criticism, but I mean, come on, Luke Hughes, like, you know, wearing number 43 uh, just looks incredible. And, you know, yeah, Timo Meyer, just a, it's just a beautiful shot. And, you know, Hellebuck doesn't have any chance on that one. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, you have to. It, it it was just a beautiful shot. You have to talk about the Dylan Sandberg deflection off of it, and you know, two one at that point in time for the uh, for the new for the Winnipeg Jets. Pardon me, but then a minute and twelve seconds later, the game is tied up again, and this time it's John Marino, his first of the year assist to Curtis Lazar and Luke Hughes. This one's ugly. You, the Jets are running around in their own zone, and mm -hmm. Marino is aggressive. Uh, comes down from the point after um, Luke Hughes sort of he walks walks the line uh, as the Devils move the puck from low to high and you know and uh, John Marino jumps on the loose puck jumps on the rebound after Connor Hell make uh, Connor Hellbuck pardon me makes not one save not two saves but he you know at that point in time Marino is able to deposit the behind, behind him to tie it up at two Dave no there's no question about it Drew and and it's it's interesting because the Jets came out really well right the Jets I think had a seven nothing shot edge or nine oh not shot edge over the Devils to start that second period so they, they they really started that frame well but yeah you're right that one two punch in the face that that tied the game I mean look it was it was bad defense mm -hmm. plain and simple because the Jets had possession of the puck and they just didn't get rid of it yeah. and then they played a little hot potato and yeah you're right look you can credit you can malign Connor Hellebuck's numbers this season but he makes the first save. He makes the second save. I mean, yeah, okay. It, it, eventually, he's gonna let it in on the third one, and and that's what happens. And you're right. You don't. To me, you don't like that play, but it's again, it's it's a play where a number of players broke down and didn't do what they needed to do, and as a result, that's the it was kind a of good stuff. Forecheck, Dave, by the third line. First, like, no, right? no, I'm, like, not, I'm not. Eric, Eric Hall had a lot of good pressure there. Like, yeah, and and you know, 
uh, sorry, I just took over the Dave Manuk point, but I just wanted to say, you know, good on the Devils. Like they scored, they made it a, a one goal game, and then yeah. you know, shortly after, the, so they were all over the Jets at that point. So you're right. I mean, it was just it was too scrambly. And I think but you're was, right, Ezzy. It starts with a good forecheck. I think the forecheck. Yeah. I think they come oh, in and they hit Demello, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and that's what causes the turnover. And Logan Stanley I mean, was out there. I remember and. Uh, I think it was Ehlers was out there and Shifley. I think yeah, it might Ehlers, have been in the middle of a Connor. line change. Yeah. But it was to just, me, the, it's it was just, just it's more just along, along the wall. Connor has a chance. He doesn't, he doesn't know where the puck is. And then they leave the man uh, alone in the slot. And he puts, you know, it's just, it's a number of guys who just aren't paying attention to what's going on. And as a result, suddenly a period that started out really well for you mm-hmm. is now oh. suddenly tied to all. Yeah. And take, it shouldn't have sucks been a little air long. out of the building. That's the thing, right? Like the jets were badly outplaying the devils, that's especially right. in the first, you know, five or six minutes of that second period, but that's all it takes. And that's, that's the fear, right? That's why, you know, Scott O'Neill was joking, Dave, uh, you were there today. Like he was joking that you don't take a lot of penalties and even yeah. though the jets win six, three, they still give up two power play goals. So, I mean, this devil's power plays for real. No question about it. But the then the Winnipeg Jets respond. Like we said, they've been punched in the jaw. How are you going to respond after you get punched in the jaw? And for the Winnipeg Jets, they responded quickly and decisively. Two minutes and four seconds later, Nikolai Ehlers gets his third of the season assist to Cole Perfetti and Dylan Sandberg. And, you know, you talk about a strong forecheck. And this is starts with a forecheck by the Winnipeg Jets. It starts with a forecheck, uh, you know, by Ehlers and by Perfetti. And Ehlers for Forces a turnover behind the devil's net. And then Perfetti does some of his Perfetti magic and he starts wheeling and dealing with the puck and Ehlers is left alone. They forget about Ehlers. Again, the devils are puck watching and Perfetti demonstrating that tremendous vision finds Ehlers by himself. No devil anywhere near him at the side of the net and hits him with the perfect pass. And, you know, we saw a couple Jets goals tonight that were set up by absolutely perfect passes. This one and, of course, the next Kyle Connor one on the power play. But this one is a Great play by Perfetti to find Ehlers, but also you have, you have to make mention of the play by Ehlers in the first place to force the turnover uh, uh, behind the devil's net that leads to this opportunity, Ezzy. Yeah, and what about just the nice, like, like simple little pass that Sandberg gives to Ehlers, uh, or sorry, that gives to Perfetti at the blue line, like mm-hmm. instead of maybe putting that puck on net or putting it back in the corner, but you're right, like, the thing that I love about this, and you're right, Nemesnikov does good work behind the net. Yeah, uh, Ehlers does some good work behind the net. Like mucking it up and playing down low and cycling is not like you know what you think of at first when you think of this line, right? Like you think of, you know, Perfetti and Ehlers' mm-hmm. vision. Nemesnikov's obviously a, a well-rounded forward, but you think of this line as more of a speed line that's going to score off of transition, right? So you got to love the fact that the work that they did on this goal. But I mean. Yeah, Ehlers just gets lost. He curls around behind the net. And you're right. I mean, the Perfetti pass. But I just wanted to get Sandberg in there, too, because I think, you know, Dave M is the original president of the Sandberg fan club. But, (laughs) I, you know, and obviously, you know, everyone was talking about Sandberg's nine block shots the other night. Yeah. Uh, But I thought, you know, Sandberg just continues just to be noticeable and solid out there. And on this one, you know, just a a simple play there, I thought, just, you know, to get it to, to Perfetti and then, Obviously, Perfetti just has the incredible vision. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think, you know, Dave mentioned it earlier, you know, Perfetti's confidence seems to be at an all-time high, but these these types of passes, that's what we talked about, boys, you know, in the preseason because Ehlers didn't play any preseason games and we kept talking about, you know, just give, give Ehlers and Perfetti a little bit more time and now they're starting to get that uh, shifley Connor type of uh, Kavarka. Well, Andrew, just before... Done. Sorry, uh, go ahead, just before, No, just before, I was just going to say, you got to give 
uh, Ehlers credit because it wasn't just that the Devils lost him. It's that he mm-hmm. created that time and space for himself to, you know, they were they they were two guys down. He saw the opportunity, got up quick, curled around the net, and created that time and space for Perfetti to hit him. So, uh, you know, credit Ehlers for, for making that available for Perfetti to hit him. And again, all around good work by that second line to mm-hmm. uh, give the Jets a, a much needed third goal. Yeah, so 3-2 for the Winnipeg Jets after 40 minutes. And, you know, if you didn't watch any of this game and you didn't pay any attention to any of this game and you just sort of looked at the box score, you'd say, eh, Kyle, you know, Connor Hellebuck, you know, gives up three goals on uh, on on 34 shots. That's what the Devils ended up with. Eh, not great numbers. But really, you saw Connor Hellebuck really at his best, I thought, in the first five to seven minutes of this third period, including on a power play opportunity as Brendan Dillon takes takes that early high sticking penalty in the third period. Kyle Connor, pardon me, Connor Hellebuck really sort of I thought was 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 kept the Jets and their lead during this flurry. The Devils I thought were the better of the two teams in the first 5 to 8 minutes of the third period and he didn't blink. He was, you know, what you want to see from Connor Hellebuck. So the numbers to me are probably a little misleading regarding how important he was to the Winnipeg Jets performance tonight, particularly in that third period before the Jets were able to expand the lead as he yeah, you're right. And and obviously, you know, the Dawson Mercer goal, that's garbage time, right? Like that yeah. that goal was not yeah, know, got, not going to bring the Devils back into the game. So I agree with you. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people I see in the chat talking about Hellebuck and, you know, if he gets back to the kind of 925 save percentage Hellebuck, 930 save percentage Hellebuck that we've grown accustomed to, then, you know, the Jets are really going to be unstoppable. And I agree, but, um, you know, the Jets are winning these games. And, mm-hmm. you know, to me, like, would you rather have a Jets team that, you know, relies so heavily on Hellebuck to steal games? No, you or wouldn't. would you have like, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't want an 870 save percentage Hellebuck or an 880, save, whatever his save percentage is now. But all I'm saying is, like, mm-hmm. I think going back to what we talked about on, on this Saturday morning show, like the five on five improvements, I think where the obviously the majority of the game is is played maybe not so much tonight with all the power plays because i think there was what 10 uh or at least nine power plays between the two teams right but uh i think you know hellebuck look i, I like you know I, how many of these goals would you say were were weak goals on hellebuck i don't think i would say any of them were were weak goals on him no, tonight i can't I say the same for schmied by the way <laughs> no, you cannot say the same thing for Schmid. That's very true. But you're no, I don't think anyone's saying that these were weak goals given up by Connor. Hellebuck All I'm saying is, you know, game. just I, I think you gotta you got you gotta pump the brakes a little bit. I think Hellebuck's gonna be fine. I think he's still playing well, but I just think that like we've we're so used to Hellebuck only allowing one or two goals a game mm-hmm. that you know he lets in three goals a game and we think all of a sudden he's Andre Red Light Rassico. <laughs> uh, the Jets uh, expand the lead. It turns out to be the game-winning goal. It comes at the 9.54 mark. It's also on the power play. This is the Jets' second power play marker of the game. Kyle Connor, he's up to 13 goals now. Assist to Mark Scheifele. Did you know he was tied for the lead league, Drew? No, I had no, I hadn't heard that. Who's he tied with? So probably some bum that nobody ever yeah, talks about. Uh, some, some, I don't know. He, I think he plays for the Leafs. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound familiar. Not not familiar. Uh, Connor, his thirteenth assist to Mark Shifley and Josh Morrissey. Uh, and I'm going to give this one, gentlemen, our Seagram's shot of the game. The Seagram shot of the game. 
Big thanks to our friends at Seagram's for their sponsorship and their support of the Illegal Curve post-game show. I'd love to give it to Mark Shifley's pass because the pass, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to tell what's better here. Is it the pass or is it the shot? Because both of them are absolutely... We could start doing the Seagram's pass, like the Seagram's pass out of the game. Get it? Like you drink <laughs> yes, so much Seagram's that you pass out. No, I'm... Thank you. We'll we, we got it. You didn't game. need to explain the joke. You know, it's a good rule of thumb. If you need to explain the joke, it's not that funny. Um, but Dave, this is just... Who knows? He's in the comedy business it's true it's a spectacular pass uh from mark shifley on his backhand mm -hmm. uh you know you don't usually hit seam passes on your backhand really from the boards all the way across the ice in a perfect uh in a perfect spot for kyle connor to absolutely rip it home but that's what happened in this instance Who's the probably the one player on the Jets you don't want to leave that wide open? Kyle Connor. <laughs> Kyle Connor. And, and that's what the Devils do when I was going to say uh, Brendan Dillon, but sure, Kyle Connor. Sure, that is true. The sniper, Brendan Dillon, uh, that is, uh, you know, he's he could hit career highs for goals, as so that's a fair one. But Oh, he's going to hit mean, that high. Oh, he's going. Yeah, I, I suspect you're right. But that wasn't one of our over-unders, so it, doesn't, it matters not. But Kyle Connor, that was one of our over-unders. So, I, look, Kyle Connor is just on another level right now. And, and yeah, you're right. That, that pass by Mark Shifley is spectacular. And, you know, Cole Perfetti was open. He had a, you know, tried to offer it. Like he, he was good as a feint and then Shifley makes no mistake, gets it right over there. And then, you know, Kyle Connor, I mean, it, it's amazing, Drew. He's now eclipsed Mark Shifley for the most game winning goals in jets 2.0 history. That was the 46th of his career. Uh, he had tied Shifley previously. And now of course he is now one ahead of him. So a uh, real nice goal. And yeah, you're right. It's, it's textbook on the power play. And uh, again, talking about the Jets special teams, PK, you know, not, not, not a, not a huge shocker given how good the devils have been, even though as he, as you said, without he sure and Hughes, uh, they're still pretty lethal. I think Jesper Bradhead, I think Scott O'Neill said Jesper Brad had like 14 points on the power play alone this season. So pretty impressive numbers from what New Jersey has been able to do. But uh, the Jets are, are showing that their power play is starting to to find its way, finding its life again. And again, mm -hmm. your five-on-five -five play has been solid. So if you're getting those special teams to work, uh, it's going to be a huge benefit. And Kyle Connor, I mean, what more can we say, guys, right? I mean, he's on pace for, uh, what is it, like 76 60. goals? No, 76 <laughs> now. 76. Well, 76 would be a very fitting number for yeah. a guy to score that many goals in Winnipeg. 76 goals, and not only is he on pace for 76 goals, he's on pace for his first over 100-point season. He's, it's, I think it's about 109 right now, if you extrapolate as on pace for... He's got to get those assists up there, though, Dave. He's got, yeah. He doesn't have enough assists. What is he, 13-7 and seven or something? He's, it's, it's not the even Steven from Kyle Connor yeah. that we're used to seeing. I agree with you, as, But ultimately, I mean, look, he is, he's, he's having a season that you know, we've, we all expected, and, and nobody is going to be surprised if Kyle Connor gets to 50 goals. I don't think any of the three of us or any of the, no. you know, 350 who are in the chat right now are going to be surprised that Kyle Connor gets to 50 goals this season. Uh, although if he gets to 60 and he gets to 70, which is possible, uh, wow, wouldn't that be something? But I mean, this, this, we've been watching him since the Jets drafted him in 2015 and we saw what he was able to do at Michigan and the way he scored with the Wolverines. And then obviously when he got hot with the Moose, and he's continuing that is in his pro career with the Jets. So nobody's terribly surprised. He We've always known he's a great goal scorer, but uh, he could have a career year uh, this season. That backhand pass, I agree with Drew. The fact that it's such a hard backhand pass, that's yeah. the thing. Like that, 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 that would definitely make Adam Oates. Like I feel like Shifley and Oates are going to talk for like two hours if they're already not <laughs> already talking. And like Oates is just going to like, he's just going to be like, man, that pass. 
That was like when I used to feed uh, some guy named Cam Neely back in the day. I thought you were going to say Brett Hull. Hull. I was going to say I would have gone with Hull. I would have gone with Brett Hull, too, I, you know, sure. more than Cam Neely there. But that's okay. We can, we can, we'll let it slide. Yeah, no, you're list. right. Fair enough. I should have said I should have said Brett Hull. Uh, Jets speaking, make it, speaking of 70 goal seasons. Yeah, there you go. Jets make it 5-2, uh, two minutes and four seconds later. Drew, hold on, Drew, before before you go, before you go, tell Am me. Am I leaving? No, 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 but tell me. Hold on one second. You could leave, Drew. Hold on one second. Hold on. Let's get that. Yeah, I know. I knew what you're going to bring up. It's the Kyle Connor, Doug Smale lookalike. Tell me Kyle Connor doesn't look like Doug Smale. I knew you were going to bring it up. I was going to bring it up uh, afterwards. It's the ginger to thing it. too, right? Like, like honestly, uh, the, the the ginger, the stash. Uh, they were both snipers. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of. Uh, they, they do look very similar. They do look. Doug like, Smale uh, used to very get very similar. I mean, you we all you know grew up watching the. Shout out Reddit because that wasn't that wasn't an original Dave M. I, I saw the Smale, folks at Reddit. Oh, he used to get like there. one breakaway every game, Dave. Yeah, he was he so was fast. the king of the breakaways. So speedy. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. I don't think I've liked that tweet yet, Dave. But I'll go back and like that one. Please do. Dave's been waiting for you. Although it's on our Instagram and folks seem to really uh, it appeal. It appealed to a lot of folks yeah, on uh, Instagram. This is a way to steal uh, the content, know, content show. Yeah. I stole uh, the content. I, I, but I, I see Drew, it's not stealing when you credit the people that came true. up with it. The fo- fine folks at Reddit had it first and I give them credit. Unlike Very a lot nice of folks. Uh, Morgan Barron makes it 5-2 for the Winnipeg Jets. This is two minutes and four seconds after Kyle Connor made it 4-2. It's Barron's third assisted in the Mesnikov and Neil Pionk. And again, this is on a forecheck. This starts with a yep. strong forecheck by uh, Vlad Nemesnikov against, yep. I think also it was uh, Kevin Ball again. Kevin Ball is bigger than uh, than Nemesnikov. I don't think that's breaking news to anybody. How did the, uh, Jets, how did the Devils get Kevin Ball again, Drew? Is that from Colorado? They they acquired him in a trade. I remember that. It I'd have to go back and right. look. Yeah, yeah he had a rough game, and that's the thing too. Game. Like I, I keep going back to that, but this devil was it in Arizona, is he? I, I thought Arizona. Right. I, I think it's Arizona who traded. Yeah, him. yeah, because he was a decent, pretty high draft pick. I remember that. But uh, you know, when you're talking about the Devils, like I said, they're scoring goals, but they're just allowing too many goals. And this one is the you know, cliche insurance goal, right? Like it's still a two goal game. And that's why Mm -hmm. I said like Dawson Mercer's power play goal that he scores. I mean, that makes (laughs) it a two goal game. You guys ready for this trade? You ready for how the devil's got Kevin ball? The Arizona coyotes acquire Taylor hall. This is back on December 16th, 2019. Mm -hmm. So the Arizona coyotes acquire Kevin, uh, acquire Taylor. It was was a big package and somebody named Blake Spears. Uh, in exchange for Nick Merkley, Nathan Schnarr, Kevin Ball, and then the 2020 first-round pick that turned out to be Dawson Mercer and a 2021 third-round pick, Ryder Korzak. So it was the old five-for-one sort of trade uh, back uh, in 2019. Well, the reality is Dawson Mercer is – I, I tweeted this. On that, that Dawson trade. Mercer is – like to me, he's a guy that like honestly, like no joke, could be – in consideration for the Canadian World Cup team in like a fourth line role. Like this guy is, I don't know if he's ever going to get to like be like an 80 or 90 point guy, but I think he's going to be like just a really good solid like 60 to 70 point guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously a newfie, so got to get that in there too. But like this guy just hustles and he's good. He's fast and he's skilled and he and he can body check. Like I just, I really like Dawson Mercer. Again, I'm a Devils fan. So this is your disclaimer. I'm yeah. a big Devils fan and a big Dawson Mercer fan. Uh, but yeah, on this particular goal, Drew, you nailed it, right? Like Nemestikov puts a lot of pressure on Kevin. I, I was part of the Taylor Hall to Arizona trade. And yeah, the Devils are just kind of slow to react here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, great, great feed by Nemestikov 
to to Morgan Barron, a guy that I know Dave M, you know, really likes uh, talking about Morgan Barron, but you know, we haven't talked about him a lot. But you know, you got to give Morgan Barrett and credit, Dave, considering that you know he's moved down to the fourth line and he hasn't complained and yeah. he's producing and he's made this Jets fourth line you know more dangerous than it's been in a long time. Well, no, and and that to me is 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 key, right? Because and we've talked about that. It's great. You need your first line to be doing what they're doing. You need all the lines to be contributing. But this is for the first time in years. This Jets club, well, we don't know right now because right as for tonight's game, Ezzy, they had one player on the fourth line. I, so, I was just going to say, Morgan Barron, Morgan Barron was kind is of the fourth, really line. On the fourth line. He was kind of like on the 3B line. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's a good point because the two-thirds of the fourth line was uh, you know in the infirmary room. Yes, exactly. So so the, the fourth line was, was a bit of a, a uh, you know, cons- a mishmash tonight, but it's, it's, you know, Morgan Barron being on the fourth line is, is something that Drew talked about at the beginning of the season. It was that idea of the Jets being a much more deep team. And so with that depth, you have a guy like Barron who played on the third line and sometimes moved up higher. He's playing on that fourth. So he doesn't have as much opportunity, but you're right. As he's not complaining about it, he's got a smile on his face, going to work. And, Mm -hmm. and that's a big goal for him because you know, you want those guys to feel like they're contributing. And obviously it's not a fourth line goal, based on what we just talked about, but ultimately you needed him to be able to contribute to feel like everybody's got a piece of that game. Yeah, exactly right. And it was a full team effort, 5-2 at this point for the Jets. Uh, the Devils make it 5-3, as his aforementioned boyfriend, Dawson Mercer, uh, gets it on the power play. Uh, that, that comes with uh, five minutes and 43 seconds to go. And at that point in time, the Jets are able to uh, keep the Devils at bay until Nikolai Ehlers wraps up the goal scoring. Nine goals in the final 32 minutes of tonight's contest. Ehlers into the empty net. His four of the year assist to Mason Appleton and Josh Morrissey. That's Morrissey's talk about a quiet four point night. Josh Morrissey probably had the quietest four point four assist night uh, that you can have. Uh, he gets four assists tonight for the Winnipeg Jets, and ultimately Game it's a six three victory for the Jets. They win on home ice uh, to continue the or to start the homestand or continue the homestand. Pardon like me, start the homestand. Home. No, no, we have to go through all these games again. Honestly, the, no. with the the amount of days between games, it kind it's of been seems a while. like it's got, it almost <laughs> seems like the Jets are continually starting a homestand. Well, yes. we, they have their first back. I'll tell you what, the Jets would gladly take back to back that don't involve any travel, and that's what they have coming up Friday, Saturday. Uh, against the Buffalo Sabres on Friday. A Sabres team worth noting, Tage Thompson is going to be out of their lineup indefinitely, suffered uh, a couple of different injuries in tonight's game that the Sabres were playing. Uh, he le- uh, he suffered the first injury, he left, he came back, and then I think he took a shot off of his wrist. And uh, based on the reports out of Buffalo, he's going to be out, and it's not a short term injury so it's a long-term injury which is an absolute killer for buffalo that's crazy page thompson yeah he that was, is crazy because he left the game i saw the injury where it took place and he, he looked a little bit slow and i'm surprised they put him like when i read him like i saw um i don't remember who was tweeting about it but like one of the guys that we follow from buffalo mm-hmm. and he's like oh he's back in the game i'm like oh i'm surprised they put him back in the game because he didn't look right after that and it was a different one though i think it was his wrist it was right? a separate he, injury i yeah, mean so. he suffered two he suffered that that first injury came back yeah. and yeah. then suffered a separate one uh so way, bad times and, and like buffalo. you said drew, though drew if he's out for any extended period yeah. of time and it is i mean extended. that's the, the the that's like the equivalent of kyle connor mm-hmm. being out of the lineup for the jets right like tage thompson obviously had his breakout year last year right nobody could stop him he i mean nope. he was he was i mean he's yeah. massive 
He's absolutely massive and skilled and everything else, and that's a huge loss for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, but obviously the Winnipeg Jets will try and uh, reap uh, that advantage on Friday night as the Jets and the Sabres will do battle before the Jets and the Coyotes on Saturday night. Sorry, Dave, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I saw Garrett and a few others were saying that Josh Morrissey has five assists in the game. I went and looked at the official scoring, and it says four. four. Someone says that there may be changing one, but which would be well, if Morrissey hits five. I, I don't remember him getting the fifth assist. So it would either be on the uh, yeah. which goal. Like, I, I you know I don't know which one it would be. I mean, well, I it's either the it's either the Baron one or the yeah. Ehlers one. Well, he wasn't on the ice for the Baron one, and, uh, and so he wasn't. Of course, he had five the... assists in the game before. I don't think he has. No, 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 no. nobody has no. the high the highest four. Yeah, and he wasn't on the ice for the. Uh, now, granted, he doesn't necessarily have to be on the ice to be credited with an assist. I understand, but 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 Perfetti took the shot. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see either's getting. I don't see Perf- uh, Morrissey getting a fifth assist here anywhere. Yeah, but I don't, uh, see I don't see it either. And I refresh the game. I refresh the official score sheet, and they mm-hmm. haven't updated anything uh, to the, along those lines. John, so, so Garrett saying John Lou said it was the Baron one. It will be oh. the Baron one. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, I, we're going back. This is so that maybe they'll take it away. Great avatar Pionk. from Garrett, by the way. And the whole, <laughs> uh, the Nick, uh, Alexander Bermistrov. So Nemestikov gets the hit. Oh, but they they haven't actually shown. So I the, guess maybe Morrissey's the one who dumped the puck in, and no, that's the reason why. Pionk dumped the puck in. Like that's, actually, um, more, but how is that possible? Morrissey isn't even on the ice. It's it's what's Dylan right. I think and, they're confusing. They're confusing Morrissey and Pionk in this instance. Four and forty-four. I was gonna say Dylan and Dylan and Pionk were the guys on the ice at that point. Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll see. Anyways, time will tell on that front. And if it, uh, if things change uh, between now and the end of this broadcast, we will of course bring it to you, or hey, it'll Garrett, be on illegalcurve.com. Don't apologize. We love being derailed on this show. So that's that's there's nothing to apologize for that. Yeah, usually we're the ones derailing the show yeah. ourselves. Now the chat uh, derails us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate we were derailed every, by the chat. Any assistance in derailing this program is 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 well appreciated. So that wraps up the Betway game recap. It was a long one. 56 Ooh. minutes when you combine the preamble and the recap. That's what happens when nine goals are scored. When we come back, we will do a tough duck hardest Don't hitting go anywhere. comment. Don't go anywhere. We'll do some uh, Manuk Moose minutes because they played two bad games that Dave oh. wants to tell you all about. Much more to come. It's a Tuesday night. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsburg with you. It's the Illegal Curve post game. Smash show. that like Not- button, folks. It rolls on. <laughs> Your coworkers love you because you always make them laugh. You're the life of the party with stories that have them rolling on the floor. Or maybe you're just the quiet one in the corner with the one-liners that just slay. Do you have what it takes to become Winnipeg's funniest person with a day job? Try your luck. Hit the stage at Rumors Comedy Club, and you could be walking away with $1,000 cash. Winnipeg's funniest person with a day job. Presented by Rumors. For all the details, head to RumorsComedyClub.com. So you're a pizza person. You married a wing person. But somehow your kids are salad people. You can't pick your fam, but you can pick your BP meal deal. Starting from $18.99 for takeout or delivery at bostonpizza.com. The game can change just like that. Accidents happen when you aren't protected. So now what? Getting to your injury quickly can make all the difference. Help prevent them from being game changers with Linden Market Dental Center. Bonding, crowns, bridges, and dental implants. State-of-the-art treatments are available to help you get back in the game. To learn more, visit LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy. Everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving 
the house is upside down, the kids fail miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Boston Pizza harnessed Fanalytics to test if the game is better at home or at Boston Pizza. The results are irrefutable. Catch the game at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Are you dreaming of your very own backyard rink this winter, but dreading the work involved? Well, stress no longer, because the Rink Guys are here to make it happen. The Rink Guys are Winnipeg's first outdoor skating rink installation and rink maintenance service. The Rink Guys offer free site evaluations and different rink construction options. Plus, they use a custom-sized liner to prevent any damage to your lawn. Lighting packages are also available to help illuminate your rink during those long, dark winter nights. To get your rink started today, visit therinkguys.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. We're back Tuesday night. The Illegal Curve postgame show rolls on. Have to get everyone to mark an important date on their calendar. This has just been locked in in the last couple of days. Our next live on location broadcast at Boston Pizza on Taylor Avenue. It's going to double as an illegal curve holiday party. Come join us on Thursday, December the 7th. That is Thursday, December the 7th. The Jets are going to be in Denver to face the Colorado Avalanche, and we're going to be hosting at Boston Pizza Taylor Avenue. Food specials, drink specials. Ezzy's going to dress up like Santa Claus. It's going to be a (laughs) tremendous night Thursday, December the 7th at Boston Pizza on Taylor Avenue. More details to come in the coming days, but you can mark that on your calendar to join us for a holiday party. Gather with your loyal chatters and friends and I see viewers. It's the first and night we, of Hanukkah on December 7th. Well, maybe we'll, we'll light a Hanukkah candle. Maybe yeah. we'll get Boston Pizza to serve some latkes. Whatever it might be, we will be there uh, doing a broadcast and shaking hands and as he's going to be handing out candy canes and if you can find a santa claus outfit that fits me i will wear it i've never worn a santa claus costume i would say you're Uh, almost because i'm jewish you're almost the perfect shape for santa claus i would argue yeah i'm definitely portly you're you're (laughs) a little there's some jolliness to you as yeah i've got the fireball i've got the fireball onesie we can throw you in it's not a santa suit but it might work yeah (laughs) 
I, I'll be I'll be alcoholic Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. Most of those mall Santas, you know, I don't think it's a it's yeah. a step, it's too big of a step away from that. In any event, Thursday, December the seventh. Mark that on your calendar. We're going to be at Boston Pizza. Who do they play that Taylor night? Avenue, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. Nice. Literally just said that, that earlier. I just literally I they're going to be in Denver, so I mean, it would be odd if they were. I didn't actually say yeah. they were playing the Avalanche in your defense, but I said I they're mean, in Denver. Infer. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no way that I've memorized the schedule. Like, I can only, you know, no, I know who you didn't have know, to. He didn't really. He didn't have Colorado to. Avalanche play in Denver. That much shouldn't be too big of a, a leaping yeah. off point, I think. But uh, yes, the Denver. Uh, it's going to be the Regardless, Colorado I wasn't Avalanche. really paying attention to you, Drew. That's like, the bigger. That's the bigger <laughs> matzo ball there. My now friend. you're talking. Now, now you're talking. Uh, update Hold from on. Jets. True. Yes. Got As a little it. update. I got a little update right here for the. Oh, one second. Let me. I'm blocking it. The IC Farmery uh, connection. If you're looking for. Some tasty IC beer. Yes. Already getting some rave reviews. If you want a discount code, discount $10 off online orders. If you order it, it's IC beer 10 off. IC beer. We'll put it in the chat in one second. 10 off. So if you go to Farmery. Is it case sensitive? Well, just it's all it's all uppercase. Tease, okay. Drew is entering that code right now. Yeah. So I see beer and 10 letter off. or 10 the number? 10 the number. I'm getting a little bit worried about Drew. I saw him sleeping outside of the Farmery Outlet store at 2 Donald the other night. So if you want some of this and you can get it for 10 off, you just go to the Farmery website and you can uh, pick it some up and you can get $10 off. The package of, I think oh, it was. It's so delicious. If you it. haven't tried it yet, head down to actually run. It's a 12. Right if you buy a 12 pack, and pick it up. So if you so, buy a twelve pack of IC beer, you got uh, you got yourself ten dollars off. So there you go. Don't say you don't get anything from IC. We're getting you beer at a discount. That's basically music to most people's ears. That's manna well, from heaven. I, right there. I, you don't think Ezzy's getting off the show so he can just go order himself the beer? You're crazy. <laughs> He's just gonna blast right through your window like the Kool Aid Man <laughs> entering and exiting oh, a yeah. room. Basically. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Update from Jets head coach Scott Arneal. David Gustafson was a healthy scratch tonight. Uh, the, the logic being that they wanted to get Logan Stanley into a game. They were able to get Declan Chisholm into a number of games in that he's on a conditioning stint. Uh, Logan Stanley uh, they is got into this game so because they wanted him to get a game, uh, another game under his belt this season. So then they elected to um, make Gustafson the healthy scratch. And then, of course, what happens is Kupari gets injured. So, you know, best laid plans uh, ultimately don't end up biting the Jets too badly tonight. But there's the answer for why Logan Stanley played and uh, David Gustafson didn't. I'm not sure. Well, I you wonder, you wonder, though, yeah. right, Drew? Sorry if uh, so, uh, Drew Wendell was telling me that I interrupt you too much. And I'm, <laughs> for the I'm record, starting that's to not me. <laughs> for the record, no, that Drew is a Wendell is not me. Drew Wendell is a real person. Yeah. Uh, and I, I wonder if Kupari can't play if they go eleven and seven again. I mean, I'm just speculating here, but you know, Stanley actually played pretty well. I don't know. I again, I, I imagine you know that means Garrett that... likes him as a fourth liner, has he? Sure. Why not? Put him beside uh, Morgan Barron. Hold on, is it Stanimal or Stanzilla? Well, I think there's a few. Yeah. My understanding, I think Stanimal makes more sense than neither of them makes sense. Sorry, let me read. Let me rephrase. If I had to pick between two bad ones, I would say I would choose Stanimal more than Stanzilla. Fair enough. I like Stanzilla. Okay, fair enough. Stanimal. They're both good nicknames. Stanimal. Stanzilla. They're all very reasonable, but there's your update on David Gustafson. uh, Come on, Drewilla. Post game show. Uh, Ezzy, do you have a tough duck hardest hitting comment for us? 
I do. I've started there. I believe now that I've got admin privileges. Look at this. Oh watch, watch this. Hang on. Ooh, look at that. The top duck Carson comment. Yeah, we're taking away your admin privileges as soon as. <laughs> <laughs> get that you should have hit that bumper earlier drew we're going to give it to andrew haleko he drives I, I believe i'm pronouncing uh andrew's last name properly he uh i've seen him many times over the years watching the ic post game show and the illegal curve hockey show so hello to andrew thanks again for joining us tonight perfetti coming along velardi perfetti Ehlers in a couple weeks might look good leave Iafalo 55 and 81 he creates a little chaos for them we were talking about this just last week, actually. Um, and, you know, I, I think it was with Teddy Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun. If you, I'm not sure if Andrew, if Andrew was watching or listened on the podcast, uh, but I kind of floated that out there because I agree. I mean, obviously, the, the Shifley Connor pair is not going to be uh, broken up, but Velarde, of course, was playing on the right wing before he was injured. So I think there's a good chance that Perfetti, uh, Ehlers, and Velarde could be aligned. But I just like that comment. I mean, we talked about it. Perfetti's on a seven-game heater. Um, you know, just an incredible game again uh, tonight. So, Andrew, send me an email, Ezra at IllegalCurve.com, or slide into my DMs on XS Twitter, ICSEG. And I don't know if Andrew's won before. He might have, but if he, if he, whether, you know, he's been a winner before or, you know, this is his first time, big Tough Duck toque coming your way, Andrew. So, thanks again for watching the show, and you have the Tough Duck hardest-hitting comment. Even though it's now spring again. Yeah, exactly. People are golfing again. So winter was, was cutting his lawn. <laughs> winter was very abbreviated this was year. He actually okay cutting his lawn. Yes, yes. There was actually one of my neighbors were that's, cutting their lawn. That's brave. Like, <laughs> especially in Winnipeg, like he could have easily start. You know, in the middle of cutting his lawn, it just there was like a blizzard, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think it gave a few people an opportunity to rake. I didn't rake my leaves this year, and I'm not going to use this as an opportunity to rake my leaves. You can stay there, leaves, until the spring. How does Naomi feel about that? Well, she's not really talking to me right now. So, uh, I don't think <laughs> uh, Drew, he's sleeping in my house tonight. Nah, it's, 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 it's figured as much. All righty, let's wrap this thing up with one final uh, important uh, piece of business. Put on your antlers. It's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Manitoba? No, those are bison, but still, moose. Come on, let's go. It was not. You know, those are different animals, right? Yeah, I understand. But okay, it said Manitoba, so I was, I was just trying to keep it connected there, Drew. Okay. Um, there's not much to talk about when it comes to the Manitoba moose, other than the fact that well, they returned. Much good to talk about. <laughs> that's, well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, that they returned from a uh, two-game sweep of Texas to proceed to lose the next four games, two to Rockford and two to Laval. Laval coming in was the worst team in the Eastern Division. The worst, both goaltenders. Sub 500, sub 500, sub 900 save percentages. And they look like Patrick Waugh uh, with the Moose on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And then yesterday, the Project 11 school day game. Of course, the more important message, uh, and we talked about it with Nolan Baumgartner, was the uh, message about mental health and what that can do for, for young kids. And there's 7,000 kids screaming from 10.30 puck drop until they... <laughs> They were picked up, and even after they left, you know, after the game was over, because they had to go out in segments with their schools, kids were there long after. So even when I was writing my recap, well after the game had ended, there were still kids waiting to go on their buses. And honest to God, I, I got to tell you, I they just started doing these, 
they've been doing school day games in the States for years, never done them before last year here in Winnipeg, but they are such good energy. 7,000 kids. They bring it. They sing every song, every single song. These kids know them all. They're singing them all, whether it was Taylor Swift or whatever. The fact is these kids were nonstop, nonstop uh, throughout the course of that hockey game. And the, unfortunately the Jets, so the moose story could not match the um the atmosphere because they just didn't have it uh, again yesterday they lost jeff malott there was a bit of a melee at the end of the last game nikita chibrikov got it, uh melee or melee i think a melee but you could probably say other either way I like melee, but anyways, there's three E's in that word, right? I think, it's a, I think it's a melee, is what it is. I like yeah. melee. It's not a melee. It's a melee. You're being melee right now, Drew. So stop interrupting think, my minute. I think minute. melee means when like fruit is like kind of soft. Well, actually, hold on. Yeah. I'm going to defer to your knowledge of your greater knowledge of fruit and when it goes a little melee. <laughs> so sure it's a okay, French it was a melee. Word. No, 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 no Dave. That wasn't my knowledge of fruit. That was my journalism diploma kicking in right there. That anyways. was all those years I I studied the dictionary there. The point is that uh, it was... True story, uh, my dad got Matthew Libel a dictionary for his bar mitzvah. You can ask him that. I do believe that. Anyways, not like kind of like... It's not like when I got that present. I got through there. What a, what a terrible gift. It's what, like, what no, you, hold on. Talk, you, want, you want to say that's a terrible that's gift? That's a I terrible once, gift. I got from... I got, just, uh, you want to hear about terrible? I once got a book and it said two on... It was from a bar mitzvah. To Paul. And I was like, someone regifted it and said to Paul, you could have at least ripped the page out. Anywho, getting to the move. So, so there was a bit of a melee, melee. after the, I know after the game uh, on Sunday. And it was really weird because Jeff Malott really just went and interposed himself. Didn't get into a fight, uh, but simply just because um, uh, Artemi Nizev was getting pummeled and uh, by Jaden Struble. And so you're wondering the refs aren't doing anything. The linesmen aren't doing anything, but the game's over. So everybody's come off the bench and yet they gave Jeff Malott a suspension for coming off the bench. And like Brad Lambert was in there. A lot of the guys were in there. So it was a little unusual, but they singled Malott out, gave him a one game suspension. He was the only guy who had produced on Sunday. He had two goals for the moose. Um, so they didn't have much uh, by the way of, of scoring on uh, Sunday on Monday. Sorry. It was significant though, because it was Thomas Millich's, AHL first AHL start. He came on in relief of Oscar Salmon in, in the second period um, on Sunday. But uh, the 2023 fifth rounder, as he he made his debut, he was very good in on Sunday. Made 20 of 20 20, 20 saves on 22 shots. Uh, not as good on Monday, but again, the team wasn't very good. A lot of the goals, he just had almost no chance. And yeah, I mean, the probably the most significant thing from the game was the hit by Nikita Chibrikov. He laid out, uh, actually, was, there's a lot of Manitoba on that team, as he, uh, Riley McKay from Swan River, Brady Keeper, he's also on that team. Michael so Furland is from Swan River. There you go. So there was a lot of Manitoba. <laughs> was he playing in the game? He was not. But no, there was he's a lot. Retired. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, Manitoba on that Laval team. They showed a lot of fight and uh, they sent the Moose home. Sent the fans. The kids Emmy didn't care. Still on the Rocket? Who? No, no, I think Sammy Nuka is actually so he's leading. back in Finland. He is Sweden. back in Finland, but he's he's yeah. one of the top scorers in the fin- in the Liga. So uh, he's 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 as is Christian Reichel. Are you I Christian back the free Sammy Niku movement. No, I was never part of it. But Christian Christian Veselanen, I think, also is having a pretty good season in uh, Finland. Dave, did Anywho. you say you weren't a part of it? I'm pretty sure you were it. <laughs> was I? 
I don't know. I don't I as I don't even know what I'm a part of anymore, but I, I can tell you I'm somehow still a part of this show and the show's still going on, uh, even though it's been a it's been a long one at this point. But ultimately the the kids brought the energy to the Project Eleven school day game. The moose did not. And uh yeah, like I said, Chaz Lucius, the other thing I should mention, the twenty twenty one first rounder, he returned after dealing with a concussion since that took him out since October seventeenth. And alternate captain CJ Cease, he's also back. Uh, he was dealing with a lower body injury. So uh, like I said, the most significant thing from the game, aside from the energy brought by the kids, was the uh, booming hit by Nikita Chibrikov. So uh, that was worthwhile. The Moose, we won't see them for a while. They're going to be at practice. We'll have that covered, of course, for uh, IllegalCurve.com and the web and the YouTube page. So you can see that on there. We'll have a match of a Moose practice report. Coincidentally for me, everything is at Hockey for All Center. So I got Moose practice 1030 tomorrow. Just practice at 12 tomorrow. We'll have tons of coverage on the website and on our YouTube channel. But uh, after tomorrow, the Moose are leaving. And this will tie into the Jets, boys. Probably later, one or two players, even though actually on some VLB's done probably nothing since the Moose. They'll probably pull him up. Maybe Jeffrey VL or Dominic Toninato, one of those, those three. They're not, just for the record, they're not picking up Brad Lambert or any of the prospects. Those guys are going to stay and play big minutes for the Moose. So uh, they'll they'll recall one or two guys up. The Moose are leaving for Belleville on Thursday, and then they play, uh, I think it's six games on the road, and they play a three and three starting in Belleville on Friday, and then they play Saturday, Sunday in Toronto. So lots of games. Declan Chisholm, I should mention him. He got his first few games in with the Moose. Uh, he was feeling good, but he did confirm what I've always said, boys, is that practice is great, but it doesn't replicate game action. And he just said he took him some time, but he felt uh, good. So we, we have all of that on our YouTube channel. Folks want to hear. There you go. That was a Woo! very, very long minute, was not a minute. Moose minute, but it was, it was it not was a minute chock full of information that you can only find here on the illegal curve post game show. Well, an hour and 16 minutes. I think that's our longest one of the uh, years so far. We'll see if we beat it at any point during the rest of the season. But it was certainly an entertaining one, much like the Winnipeg Jets 6-3 victory over the New Jersey Devils was an entertaining one tonight in downtown Winnipeg. We are next in action on Friday after the Jets and the Sabres, the Illegal Curve post-game show. Talk about a busy uh, 24 hours coming your way Friday, Saturday. So Friday night, Illegal Curve post-game show quick turnaround saturday morning illegal curve hockey show quick turnaround illegal curve post game show saturday night so we will be busy you keep it locked and you subscribe to our youtube channel you keep it locked and you follow everything that's going on on illegalcurve.com you keep it locked and you support all the sponsors of this fi these fine shows that we put forth rumors restaurant and comedy club linden market dental center zapia group realty betway they're the title sponsor of the post game show our friends at tough duck hardest hitting comment you give that on each post game show boston pizza like i said thursday december 7th put that in your calendar we're live on location there Seagram's Seagram shot of the game Rollies transfer the you know to use Rollies for all your moving needs the rink guys uh, if you need an outdoor rink eventually it's going to turn cold we've been reliably <laughs> informed that's going to happen at some point in time the rink guys is where you need to be and of course farmery beer enter the promo code I see beer 10 off 10 the number one zero off at farmery.ca and we you will get a ten dollars off a uh, 12 pack of beautiful delicious ice cold illegal curve beer support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve hockey
We'll be back, like I said, Friday night. In the meantime, LegalCurve.com and all of our social media is where you can find all of our information, news, audio, everything under the sun. If you haven't already done so, leave us a review on our podcast, on YouTube, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, wherever you may find this program. Which BP, Doug wants to know which BP on December 7th? BP Taylor. Boston Pizza Taylor. So on Taylor Avenue, Boston Pizza, right on the corner of uh, Taylor and Nathaniel. That's where we will be. Look on for a legal curve on the marquee. Yeah, a legal curve. It says a legal curve. Yeah, they've on actually the taken the Boston Pizza logo down, and it's now just the IC logo, right, Dave? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a, it's a beautiful thing. That, they pay a lot of money. They've rebranded. That. They've just taken our IC logo and they've rebranded instead of BP. It's now called IC. They changed the entire marketing of the company uh, just for us. It's very sweet of them. Uh, big thanks to all of you for joining us. It's been a fun one. It's been a long one. We hope you've enjoyed it as well. Yeah, we'll be there, Spencer. You don't worry. We'll be there. We'll, he's not we'll talking to us, Drew. He's talking to the chat. Oh, he's talking to the chat. Okay. The illegal curve. Call me maybe, party. Spencey. Call me maybe. So it's the it's a holiday party. It's the Jets game. It's the post game show. It's a legal curve. It's a holiday party. Put it in your calendar. We'll see you there. We'll see you Friday night. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Until Friday night, this has been the Illegal Curve post-game show. We wish you good night and good luck. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.